1: Let's talk to Ephraim Salam, who is a longtime former offensive lineman in the NFL, former colleague of mine on the now extinct Fox Sports Live, but our friendship lives on, and he is here now. E, good morning. What's up, buddy? Good morning. How you doing? Did you see the other day the 10-year anniversary of Fox Sports Live came and went? Yeah. That's crazy, bro. How long did that show yep, last? The
2: three, the, three, the, three weeks. The station we built.
1: We built it, baby. We built it. How's that working out for us? Is it going well? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, um, Ephraim. I don't know if you saw this or not, but but Ryan Clark over on on ESPN. I think it's fair to say he took some shots at <laughs> he took some shots at Tua. I mean, it was a pretty Tua has been at the strip. Tua looks like one of the gals at the strip club in Atlanta. Tua doesn't look like he's in shape. Tua has been at the tattoo parlor, not in the gym. And, and Tonga Valoa took some exception to it, I thought it had a pretty good response. I'm just curious in general terms when, when guys are playing what the reaction is when former players, for lack of a better term, spout off from a media post
2: well it, there's different ways to spout off from a media post. Those things that Ryan Clark was saying those sound like personal attacks, right? Like you can talk about you know me underperforming in games, me. Uh, you know the things associated with with me playing, but you when you start personally attacking someone, then it comes off as you know angry. It comes off as uh, spiteful, hateful for whatever reason, and you may not even know as the person being attacked. So when you start talking about his body and he looks like a stripper and, and, and things like that and and look at why, why he getting tattoos, now it seems like that's a personal problem. But if it's, uh, well, you know, on third downs, he's got to go through his regressions and he's got to make this read instead of forcing the ball over here. He's got to study film a little bit more. like Now we, now we understand as an analyst, a former player, you're looking at the game differently. The thing that us as former players do that no other analyst who hasn't played can do, is we can see the game through a lens that many can't. So we can speak to those things through that lens. And when you start talking about body shape and tattoos, now you're going off, and anybody in this business can do that.
1: E from slam on the show. E, i um, I'm really bullish on Tua. Like, I just thought when he was healthy last year, I thought that team was – incredibly dynamic. On the stuff you that's a- should be. Hey, I was going to ask you, on the stuff that's appropriate, on the football stuff, it sounds like you are in a similar mold. How- the AFC is really tough. How good can the Dolphins be this year if Tua can stay healthy and on the field?
2: If, if Tua stays healthy, they can compete for that division, flat out. They can compete for that division because they're a different dynamic offense with that receiving core, that running game, and two of being healthy for whatever reason you can say what you want to about him when he was in the starting lineup and healthy they were exceptional they were exceptional and you got to think about you know the cincinnati game uh then the buffalo game back to back like when you look when he got hurt on on, on both of those games right they were back to back hit his head came back finished that game They won. went uh, went into the Thursday night game and got concussed for all the world to see. Like, he was on path, right? Those were the big games that we hadn't seen Miami perform in in quite some time, and they were viable opponents. They were right up there with them uh, and, and, and able to win those games. So how could you say it would be anything less? They got better on defense. They went out and got Ramsey and and did some things that they needed to do. And so just the whole energy around it, uh, I I believe they can be a a viable contender in that division.
1: E, there's a lot of confidence emanating from Miami and from Tua. Different saga on the other side of the country in the Bay for for Trey Lance. And we know Niners traded up to get him, picked him third overall. He's not even the backup, couldn't beat out Sam Darnold in this camp, in this preseason, for that role on, on the team. We have a disagreement here on the show on, on what that should mean and what Trey Lance's future can hold. Is it dire for Trey Lance? What's for you the takeaway for a quarterback, drafter where he was drafted, who cannot win the backup role under Kyle Shanahan?
2: Look, sometimes you're not a right fit for a team. Does that mean that Trey Lance isn't going to be an NFL quarterback? Absolutely not. It just means he won't be... Uh, The quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, remember when uh, the Atlanta Falcons drafted Brett Favre in the second round? And he played there for one year and then went to Green Bay and became an all-time great? You you have to start looking at this game as you can go somewhere. It doesn't fit you. The surroundings – also can affect how you are predict. So once – when you're in the building and you're a quarterback and once people think you're not ready and they move on, then they've moved on. And it's a situation in San Francisco where they've moved on off Trey Lance, bringing Sam Darnold in for the backup. But that doesn't mean that Trey Lance isn't going to develop into a quarterback. It just is not going to be for the San Francisco 49ers. This is a blip in the road. In five years, we could be talking about, man, remember how this started? Tom Brady was a seventh-round draft pick. Rod Purdy, the starting quarterback there, was Mr. Irrelevant. So, uh, for excuse me, Tom Brady was a sixth-round. I was a seventh-round, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it, it's not about how you start. It's about how you work and how you finish. And he still has an opportunity to do it. And, look, I've always said this about the San Francisco 49ers. Very few teams – can survive that type of blunder moving up and giving away the, the draft capital they gave away and taking a quarterback and it doesn't work. Very few teams can can survive that. San Francisco 49ers have done nothing but win since they made that uh, mistake. So that's why they still have their jobs. That's why Kyle Shanahan is still coaching. Uh, you know, th- that's why, because their team is built to win now. Trey Lance wasn't ready to play now and win now.
1: Ephraim, I love the uh, the optimism. you got, You got Celestino dancing over here because he's a huge Trey Lance fan. Um, the NFC North is really interesting because that is obviously a very, very different division than it has been for a couple generations. The, the Packers do not, as far as we know, have a generational talented quarterback. Are you Optimistic? Are you high on, or the opposite, Jordan Love or, or Justin Fields and that eternal Packers-Bears rivalry in that division?
2: Look, I, I think this is an opportunity for both of these young men. For Justin Fields, uh, this is his third year. So I remember prior to last season, everybody talking about Jalen Hurts in this similar way. Oh, what are they going to do? Is, are, are, is this the year... Would they need to see something from Jalen Hurts? Can he be the quarterback in Philadelphia? Or do we need to do something else in the draft next year? I remember all of those, you know, us talking about those topics. And all Jalen Hurts did was come out and take his team to the Super Bowl. Right? So that's the third year. When, when you get into your third year as a quarterback and you've started in this league, you've got to really make a huge jump. Because if you don't make that jump in year three, you're going to fall behind the curve. So I'm looking for Justin Fields to be able to really take that next step and lead this team to some victories. Because quite frankly, the Chicago Bears, in my opinion, had the poorest roster uh, in, in, in the division last year. It was very difficult to win games with that roster. And In terms of Jordan Love, Jordan Love's been in the league a long time. This is his opportunity. If he doesn't understand what this opportunity means for him and how he needs to play, then maybe the game is too big for him. He's had all the the you know, he, he's had all the practices he's learned from one of the all time greats, he's been in the build the building, all of these things. Everything is set up for him to be successful. Now it's up to him to be successful. Players still have to play.
1: From who? Who in the interim this upcoming season? Who's the team that wins that division? Are, are you on the Detroit? Because I'm just not a Kirk Cousins guy. I can't remember where you. I'm just. I just don't. I have zero faith in Kirk Cousins. So for me, I, I kind of fall back on on the Lions, but I'm not sure. Do Do you have a strong sense of who you think wins that division?
2: Well, I think it'd be an insult for the Minnesota Vikings not to win. So they have to know that. They have to hear the rumblings of Detroit. Uh, you know, uh, forging its way uh, in, into taking over that division. Uh, Teams that didn't even, didn't even make the uh, playoffs last year. So if, if I'm – I think this is a little added motivation for Kirk Cousins. We know how Kirk can get when he gets angry. Uh, for Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, I will still hang my hat on the Minnesota Vikings, but I also think that Detroit can get to the playoffs uh, as a wild card in that division.
1: I'm I'm actually looking forward to just having as a Bears fan it not be a lock that the Packers are going to be excellent. E from Salam here on on the show. E last question for you. I'm curious when you look at the AFC, what you see in Jacksonville, and what you think that team Trevor Lawrence having gotten the the uh, the shackles of Urban Meyer off of that organization, what their ceiling can be in an AFC that's going to be fun but really crowded.
2: Well, I think they have an opportunity to, to do something great. And just like I was talking about Jalen Hurts and, and Justin Fields, and, you no, know, this is Trevor Lawrence's third year. It's time to see if he's that guy we thought he was coming out of college. Now, I get it. The setback with Urban Myers was awful. Doug Peterson has done a great job coming in there, changing the whole culture. We saw the talent uh, in that Jacksonville team. And, and so – for me, I'm looking for that. This is a division that's extreme, that's winnable for them. I mean, he's the best quarterback in that division right now. So this is a, a division that's that's winnable, and they should win that division by leaps and bounds.
1: I love that. Ephraim Salam hanging out. Uh, the the alum like me of Fox Sports Live. How
2: long did that show last? Did we make it three years? We got yeah, we got a couple years in there, man. You know we. I, it was just – it was a great idea. It just was – it wasn't – in my opinion, it wasn't executed properly. But I agree. But it's just me.
1: I mean, the guy that – like, one of the guys that was in charge of it, and I love the guy, like, quit halfway. You know, I was like, I'm retiring. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> see
2: you later. Yeah. So, it, I I was – see, what you don't know behind the scenes is I was going up there pitching things, right? And I just don't think they were receptive to – I. Making the show better, you know. I was really like, "Hey, we could." It was a lot of voices and not there a lot of a time lot of to voices. talk about issues.
1: There were a lot of cooks in the kitchen. There were a yeah. lot. We go to those pro those those, those pre-show meetings. It'd be fifty-eight. There'd be like new people. Like, who are you? Oh,
2: I run the show today. Like, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, it, it was it was so much going on in there. I was <laughs> like, okay, well, you know. But it was fun being out there with the guys and I. That, was, that, fun. that was a ball. That was a blast.
1: I loved it do I love being on there other than every day it was like a different today you covered hockey what yeah you're not your hockey rider today <laughs> okay great um he good to... hey buddy it's always good talking to you hope the family's good you guys start school already
2: you yeah, started man, we're yesterday to school for two weeks man
1: two weeks yeah that's early All right. I know wow well mom and dad are free at least mom and dad hey, got what
2: yeah guess what talk to me Let's go to let's go to let's go to London for for NFL game this year. You want to go to London? October right. eighth. Carve it out. Let's. We going to see Jacksonville and uh, you and me. Who do they play? Yeah, let's go. All
1: I got to do is convince my work to send me, and I'm in. I'd love to. I love. Are you seriously thinking about going?
2: I'm going. All right. Let me get tickets. Going to school. My nephew's going to school over there. Uh, at Southampton University, which is about an hour and a half outside of London. So I told him, I'm going to come over and I'm going to take him to an NFL game.
1: All right, let me kick the tires on that with, with, with my – by the way, I have 31 bosses now too. Let me kick the, the tires on that with That's my That's okay. Bosses. They all
2: got money, so have them send you over there. Hey, <laughs> they have, have them money. them send us both over there, and we can be out there the whole week at practice and getting some exclusive stuff.
1: Ooh, a double pitch. All right. I'm going to pitch come it. On, man. I'm, well, crickets are coming back. I'm just telling you, but I'm going to pitch it. <laughs> <laughs> Good talking, pal. Thanks for uh, being on How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.